This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. What's good, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, dudes and dudettes to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man, Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80, and always to that smart speaker of yours to play ESPN radio. Two minutes away from how the Browns head coach, Kevin Stefanski, finished his sentence about Dorian Thompson-Robinson replacing Deshaun Watson, a quarterback, maybe for the rest of the year. I think with Dorian in that game, uh, again, uh, that was a tough spot that he was in. We're going to find out how he finished that sentence now that it's DTR's time instead of Deshaun Watson's time. That's in a couple of minutes. But Bill in Cleveland, got to go to that city on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-729-3776. I suspect that Bill's a Browns fan, so Bill, what do you got to say about Deshaun Watson out and maybe Dorian Thompson-Robinson in for the rest of the season, that quarterback for your team? Well, first thing, as an over-the-road driver, I can't tell you how much I look forward to your show every day and what you guys have going. Uh, really, really special. Appreciate you. And I look forward to it every day. Thank you. Having said that, yeah, my allegiance with the Browns goes back to uh, Jim Brown, uh, Leroy Kelly, Bo Scott, Hickerson, Paul Warfield, Petra. I go a long way back with these guys. And on the God thing, uh, I'm going to say, from my perspective, we got three shots at this thing, meaning Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. <laughs> and I'm optimistic one of those three is going to have a warm place in their heart for the Browns <laughs> and intervene. <laughs> He goes, look, one may not work, but I got the other two to help my brother. Can I get an amen? The Holy Trinity. The church church doors are not open. (laughs) (laughs) Bill in Cleveland, fan of the week right there. He's like, look, God, the football gods may not like us, but the football Holy Trinity and the football son, we still got a place there. (laughs) Cleveland Browns. That's a fan right there. That's a true fan. Weak right now. Oh, my goodness. That is tremendous. In case you ever heard the news, Deshaun Watson out for the rest of the season, the quarterback for the Cleveland Browns due to a shoulder fracture in his throwing shoulder. Now, many people believe that P.J. Walker was going to be next man up. Uh-uh. Dorian Thompson-Robinson, the rookie quarterback out of UCLA, he's going to have his chance. Kevin Stefanski, Browns head coach. I think with Dorian in that game, uh, again, uh, that was a tough spot that he was in. So I think this week, having a full week of preparation, knowing that he's going to be the starter, I think is important. Every backup will tell you, and it's the truth, they have to be ready to go after the first play, after the second play. If the starter needs a shoelace, you have to be ready to go. So he's prepared himself all season. Uh, and just felt like this was the right thing for the team. In other words, he's telling everybody, we trust that guy a lot more to be better at quarterback then P.J. Walker, we've gotten to the top of the ceiling with that guy. We don't know where the ceiling is, but we trust that that ceiling is a lot better than P.J. Walker. Yeah, and I think context matters in this whole situation when it comes to Dorian Thompson-Robinson because I called that game with Steve Levy. Was he good in that football game? No, though, Freddie. Mm-hmm. But you got to remember, that, that, that decision of Deshaun Watson not playing went all the way up to the inactives. Right. And that's when we found out. That's when, you know, Dorian Thompson-Robinson found out that he was going to be starting that day. And he didn't have a chance to be, take those one reps, I would think, the entire week. Okay. That was probably P.J. Walker, in my opinion. Right. Then but, why didn't they start P.J. Walker then? Well, But here's my thing, though, Freddie. It, forget that. It's about being able to – if you're Kevin Stefanski, 
I know Dorian Thompson Robinson is going to be my quarterback going into this game. There's no if ands, and buts that it can be this person, it can be that person, and that's the, what that entire week was. Deshaun Watson probably still is going to be our guy that's being, going to be able to play on Sunday versus the Ravens okay. versus just throwing the rook in there in pregame. Because I was there when he was warming up, and I was like, why is he warming up more right. than Deshaun Watson warming up? Right. It still begs the question that if P.J. Walker had all the snaps with the ones, that should have been the guy that should have been well, under center. Well, they probably split him. They probably split him. But at the same okay. time, you're, you're, you're thinking Deshaun Watson is going to play because that's, yeah. that's all the reports that you're, that you're, that you're getting. If, if, if you're P.J. – I mean, if you're um, Dorian Thompson Robinson, you're not thinking that you're probably going to play in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, 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 you're preparing. Right. But at the same time, he is a rookie, though. He got thrusted into a situation, bro, where he didn't even have a full week to, to, to run plays mm-hmm. that he's great at. Okay. Then that's fair. But we also talk about preparation or lack thereof. To me, you didn't do that quarterback any favors in the game that you were at, Harry Douglas, by saying, okay, what, no matter how many, how many times they may have split the snaps or what the, what the fractions were, okay, you get 50%, you get 50%, you get 30%, you get 70%. The fact of the matter was he put somebody out there that clearly was not ready and it wasn't the fault of Dorian Thompson-Robinson. In that situation, why not just stick with P.J. Walker and then if it's not working out, then bring Dorian Thompson-Robinson in? The minute that he threw into the fire that early, of course he's going to look like that, especially when, to your point, they didn't know that Deshaun Watson was not going to play that game. Now he gets a better opportunity. And more importantly, with Dorian Thompson-Robinson, they told everybody, we believe in you more than P.J. Walker. That's a great message to send to your team. Yeah. He didn't say, like, okay, he's going to start, but if things don't go well. Kevin Stefanski said, we didn't put him in the best possible position the last time he got on the football field. We're not going to make that mistake again because this guy has learned. And I guarantee you anybody in that team has probably seen that and said, yeah, we need that guy more out there. We still we can believe that we can be a playoff team without Deshaun Watson. And I'll be honest. When they announced the first time that Dorian Thompson-Robinson was going to be the quarterback playing, it kind of surprised me. Yeah, you weren't the only one. Because when you look at the Baltimore Ravens, Mm -hmm. they made Jared Goff and company look terrible. Yes, they did. They made Geno Smith and company look terrible. Yes, they did. They made Dorian Thompson-Robinson look terrible. Mm -hmm. But I'll be honest with you, they probably was going to make P.J. Walker that day look terrible too. No doubt about that. Are they still a playoff team, the Cleveland Browns? Because I, I, I think so. They are? I think so because of that defense. Okay. Like that, that defense is so elite and it's so good on every level from the defensive line, linebackers, also the secondary. And you look at the third down defense in which they're first. Yeah. Uh, pass defense, they're first. Run defense, they're uh, seventh in the league right now. I think when you look at this football team and how they've been able to create turnovers, but most importantly, mm-hmm. you have a guy in Miles Garrett who's up for the MVP award, he should right? Be. And he's playing at a high level, leading the league in sacks right now, tied with, with another guy from Minnesota. But you have certain players on your team that can be dominant in dominant fashion. And I think one of those players are in the secondary in Denzel Ward, and I think another one is Miles Garrett coming off, off the edge, rushing the quarterback, creating havoc. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together, and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel Lady. Shannon Penn, our producer, what you got? You guys think this can become a rallying cry for the Browns? The fact that now we're without our guy, we're still in playoff contention, like we're going to rally around whomever the backup may be and come in here and do this thing? Here's why I say no, because Harry pointed it out. Yeah, they got Miles Garrett and those guys. Yeah, they, they got enough guys. You got that, dudes, you, man. you got some dudes and you, you got some bras yeah. on that defense that they don't mind letting people know this is who we are. We're here to kick your behind and take names on the defensive side. 
That's the identity of Cleveland Browns. If anything, they're an AFC version of the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers got back to their identity the past Sunday. They became those bloodthirsty pirates that I call all the time, and boy, did they look like that versus Jacksonville, and they put Jacksonville in the fetal position in the corner early on in that football game. The Browns are an AFC version of that football team because you go into each and every game, you say to yourself, whew, we got to deal with that 11. And if we don't control that 11, we're not controlling the football game. The 49ers got back to that. The Browns know who they are, and it may not matter who's at quarterback unless they're completely inept, and then you really got to try to overcome that if you're the Browns' defense. Now, I would say this. Uh, in that in that game this past weekend versus the Ravens, they rushed the football very effectively, right? You have to, yeah. But if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to take that run away. I'm eight men in the box. Hey, young, young, young buck, you got to beat me, boss. I'm not going to let you rush the football successfully. I'm not going to let Jerome Ford have a nice day. I'm not going to let Kareem Hunt have a nice day. Mm-hmm. I want to see, can Dorian Thompson-Robinson yeah. beat me? Are you able to make enough plays mm-hmm. to say, you know what, Pittsburgh Steelers, this is our win and we're going to take it? Yeah, that's, that's to be seen. You know who's the Miles Garrett on the offensive side of Cleveland? A guy who I think right now is the best offensive lineman in football, Joe Petonio. Oh, yeah, he's a baller. Each and every week, he is just manhandling somebody, treating somebody like a rag doll and – you try to get in someone's face. Oh, Joe Patone get in touch with his inner bouncer of the club. And mm-hmm, I don't know who you think we are, but we ain't them. <laughs> I don't know who you think you are, but you ain't him. And he's not as much as about Miles Garrett, and we should, because that's a bad <laughs> you know what. But Joe Petonio on the opposite side, he's the Miles Garrett of that football team. He does not play if you think you can punk that Cleveland Browns team. Look, I'm gonna put a lot of stuff offensively. On Kevin Stefanski because you okay. got to go to the tape of the first matchup mm-hmm. and see what Alex Highsmith did to you to see also what T.J. Watt. You probably don't Absolutely. have to go to the film. So your plan on how you're going to handle those two guys, yeah. it, it has to be effective this Sunday because if it's not, the poor kid, he's not going to last. Well, the best thing that can happen for Cleveland this Sunday is the fact they're playing this game at home. You don't have to worry about the team rallying around Dorian Thompson-Robinson. you got a fan base that's going to do the same thing because you believe you are this close to being a team that can actually do something in the playoffs, and the guy you thought you were going to have a quarterback is not going to be there in Deshaun Watson. Yep. That fan base will look at Dorian Thompson-Robinson and say, no matter what you do, we're going to have your support. When you have that kind of fan base that has been starving for a chance and they thought they were going to get fed with that defensive running game and Deshaun Watson quarterback, whenever he's going to get back, they're not going to allow Dorian Thompson-Robinson to believe that it's him versus everybody else. It's him versus the crowd. They're going to step in and make sure that whatever goes wrong early or right early, they're not going to waver in their support for the rookie quarterback out of UCLA. No, I, I agree, man. And what we know about the dog pound is that through all the struggles that the Cleveland Browns have had throughout the years, they show up and show up, show out no matter what. They're loyal to their teams mm-hmm. in Cleveland. It doesn't matter who it is. That's true. They're going to be there cheering for them, rooting mm-hmm. for them, right. and heckling the opposing team. That's what they're going to do. So I respect yeah. that. I, lo- I love that about Cleveland. Yeah. Trevor in the great white north of Canada wants to weigh in on this on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio on the Dr. Pepper call on line at 888-729-3776. Trevor, what you got, my friend? Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call, and I hope you and your families have a great holiday season. Now that's kicking off. Same thing um, to you. I'm going to start off by saying I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. I have no skin in the game with this, but I'm listening to you guys talk, and I'm trying to figure out why you guys aren't giving the Jets the same respect when it comes to making the playoffs. They have an elite defense just like Cleveland. So i just like to hear your thoughts, and that's it. Because they don't have the offensive line that Cleveland does. 
That's why. I'm a New York Jets fan, Trevor, and you, you raise a great point. But that, if, the, if the Jets had the Cleveland Browns offensive line, they wouldn't be four and five. They'd be six and three, possibly seven and two. That offensive line is no joke. And I can't even imagine what Brees Hall and also when it comes to Dalvin Cook, what they would look like behind that offensive line. Everyone will put it on Zach Wilson. And yet, to be fair, Zach Wilson has to take some responsibility because he's made some terrible, terrible decisions with the football. Not so much the case against the Las Vegas Raiders, but we've seen that. But that offensive line that can't block anybody and they have a holding penalty every time they have a positive play, that's why the Jets will not get that same kind of love for me as a Jets fan the way I'm giving that to the Cleveland Browns fan because of that offensive line. Well, also, record plays a factor in this too now. We're looking at the Cleveland Browns at 6-3, six six and, and, mm-hmm. and we're looking at the New York Jets at being 4-5. and five. Mm-hmm. Like That's a huge difference right now when it comes to the playoff race and also trying to win your division. When you look at the AFC East, the Miami Dolphins are 6-3. and three. Mm-hmm. So you look at the New York Jets, they're two games behind in their division. So mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's a massive difference in, in, uh, when you look at it from that angle as well. Fred. Because we don't have to worry about the Cleveland Browns having a team meeting because the New York Jets had that a couple of days ago, according to Garrett Wilson, Jets wide receiver on Barton Hahn on ESPN Radio 98.7 in New York. All that stuff has, you know, already been done and in motion. Um, I know, you know, the guys talked and, and we all, you know, we had the floor. It was just us and, you know, we got to just make sure that we're we're all on the same page about where we're at and how the, how the, how the hell we get out of this funk, man. That was really, you know, the the message of it. Um, and when it comes from one of your teammates, it always, it always hits different. It always resonates a little more and um, you know, that was the case earlier today. That last part, when it comes from your teammates, mm-hmm. it resonates better mm-hmm. and you take it to heart more because you know those guys want the best for you, especially when you're a cl- close-knit group, mm-hmm. a close-knit team. Yeah, You respect what your, what, your, what your peer, what your teammate thinks about you sure. and your play. Yeah. So if you're not handling, handling your business, you want the kind of teammate that's going to tell you. You don't want a guy that's just going to sit up there and let you be terrible. That's not, that's not a great teammate, in my opinion. I think you should be able to be honest with your teammates no matter what without getting upset and feeling some type of way about it. Because also you got to be honest with yourself. That's right. I know from Gary Wilson, let, let's play along with me. Let's say the defense got that offense together and say, hey, guys, what are we doing here? What do you guys – you guys know what you're supposed to be doing. Why are you still having the same kind of penalties? We can't use the excuse that the offensive line is compromised. You guys have to play better. You have to raise your game. So it's great that you hear that from your teammates, but what are you going to do about it yourself? Because I contrast that to what Andrew Barry, the general manager Brown, said about here's what we're going to do without Deshaun Watson the rest of the year. Kevin, our head coach, I, he has three superpowers, his intelligence, his creativity, and his emotional control. And we've been through a lot. And you know this is kind of another challenge and obstacle. And you know, our focus is on looking at the opportunity in front of us. Like pity does us no good. You know, pity does us no good internally. And so that's not how we, that's not how we go about it. We, we, we remain laser focused on, um, you know, the task at hand, especially given the fact that we have eight more games in front of us, eight more regular season games in front of us. And um, we've got a big one coming, uh, coming to town, you know, Sunday against the Steelers. He did not need to have a team meeting to tell his team that because they already knew it. Andrew Bray let everybody else know, it stinks we're not going to have Deshaun Watson. We believe he was coming along. But we did not need to have a team meeting to say, what are we going to do now? We're going to be the Cleveland Browns. Let other people figure that out. The Jets have a team meeting to figure themselves out. That's the difference. 
Cleveland has a to me Cleveland has a more adverse situation because you need a quarterback. Yeah, you kind of need that in the NFL in modern times. You need a guy that can make plays on the other side to go at that defense. The Jets have playmakers; they do on the offensive side. But if you can't block people, and God's not raising their level, and the quarterback's paying the price for that. That's why the Jets had to have a team meeting, and the Browns did not need to have one because they know who they are. Yeah, Freddie, it, it, it kills me that, you know, a lot of people want these Ferraris and Lamborghinis and Maseratis, but if they don't have a damn engine in them, which the offensive line is the engine normally for your offensive unit, then what's the point of having the car if it can't drive and move? No doubt about that. Sam in Cincinnati wants to say something about this on Freddie and Harry. Big Sam, what you got, my friend? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Sure. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say that, you know, I think Cleveland got has like two weeks here to figure out the quarterback situation because I'm giving them two games where they could probably get by, where they can just be dominant in the run. After that, teams are going to figure out that P.J. Walker and DTR can't throw the ball. I mean, not consistently enough to win them games. So they they have to figure out the quarterback situation. If Cleveland doesn't make a move here, with where they're at in division and their hopes of a playoff berth and everything like that, I, I feel like Cleveland would just be like throwing in the towel if they didn't even attempt to make a move. Yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think? Sam and Cincinnati, I'll back up your point with this. If in two weeks it still looks like this, where let's say whether they win or lose, but the quarterback position is not where they believe it should be, my first call is to Matt Ryan. I find a way to get him out of that CBS booth. We know that guy. You know him very well. I do. You play with him in Atlanta. And the offensive system would not be foreign to him Absolutely. because it's similar to some of the things that he, he's done in his past. It'll be an easy pickup for him to get out there and make that work. We know he can still throw. Got a great offensive line in front of him. Got a running game that can help him. You got Amari Cooper on the outside. I still believe Matt Ryan knows how to throw a football. I guarantee you in the weeks that he's preparing for his TV broadcast, he's probably throwing that football 500 times a day to keep that arm loose. I know Jacoby Brissett is out there and other people. But, but if you, can't two trade weeks, for, like, you can't trade for him right now, right? Uh, yeah, the, the because another team, trading deadline's gone. Yes, so that's, you, that's you, that's he, he'd with. have to be cut and released, and then you can get a Jacoby Brissett. Exactly. You don't have to worry about Matt Ryan. Just call his agent. Hey, is Matt ready? Yeah, get him out here. Fly and him I, out here to Cleveland. And, and I think the only thing there would be, okay, how much have, has Matt been working out? Does he still want to do it, right? And then you got to think about this, too. If you're, if you're Cleveland and Kevin Stefanski, where you play at matters, too. Because we know how that wind blows and it gets going to get cold outside. True. So you gotta you gotta factor in all those those things if if Kevin uh, Kevin uh, Stefanski and also Andrew Barry. We'll keep this conversation going in terms of where do the Browns go from here, whether it's with Dorian Thompson Robinson, P.J. Walker, or somebody else at that quarterback position. We're gonna ask an FOS friend of the show about that whole scenario more here in Freddie and Harry. But my man Harry has this from Vivid Seats. Haven't been to an NFL game yet this year, folks. What are you waiting for? I don't know. (laughs) Vivid Seats has your back with all your ticket needs. See every tackle, every touchdown, every play, live and in person with great deals on great seats. Plus, with Vivid Seats Rewards, you earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for us, fans. That's why they offer unbeatable rewards like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, and more. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. It is a Wednesday Groovathon known as Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together presented by Progressive Insurance. Appreciate you joining us on Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. No Deshaun Watson for the rest of the season. Quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Discovered that he has a fracture in his right throwing arm and his shoulder. And even with all of that, he still wanted to play. I mean, I pushed very hard for it um, <laughs> to the point where it's, you know, all the experts and, and doctors was the ones that told me that it was it was no chance so uh you know i pushed as far as i probably possibly could to you know get back out there and just try to play and, and try to push it towards after the season but you know i think the best situation for i guess longevity in my career is is to be able to get immediate surgery um and that's what all the experts said so you know i gotta i gotta follow their their footsteps and, and go from there Let's bring the man who's an FOS friend of the show. He is Lewis Riddick, ESPN NFL front office insider and ESPN NFL analyst. Hit him on Twitter, L Riddick ESPN. Now, a lot of people know about the defense, Lewis, of this Cleveland Browns. No Deshaun Watson. What does your gut, what does your mind tell you about a team that could still be in contention or not in the AFC? Yeah, I think, the, you know, Freddie, the defense is going to have to play above and beyond what it's already done. And I don't know if that's even, you know, if that's fair to ask. But that's life as we know it in the NFL because it's the next man up. Um, and next man up for, for Cleveland is not going to approach what Deshaun Watson could potentially be if he was healthy. So we, we know that P.J. Walker has had his struggles. We obviously know that the number two quarterback is never what the number one quarterback is unless you're talking about Joe Montana, Steve Young back in my day. So this is going to be a serious uphill challenge for them. They will have to play the very, very definition of complementary football and have some things go their way, have some things bounce their way. Special teams is going to have to pull, you know, it's and it's it's just it's it's an uphill battle, especially in a division now where every single team right now is motivated because it's wide open. You know, obviously, since he's very motivated going up against. Uh, going up against Hook, they have Baltimore this weekend. Um, Pittsburgh themselves, obviously, are, are motivated against Cleveland. So, I mean, every, everybody's fighting for that top spot in the North, and now Cleveland's having to do it uh, with one arm tied behind its back, and that's a hell of a challenge. And that's why, you know, I tweeted I, I, I today, I said, hey, you know, and I know people are going to say, well, no kidding, Lewis, I mean, that, that's obvious, but 
backup quarterback is a top 30 position in the greater overall you know, picture when, it, when you're talking about roster construction. And think about some of the backup quarterbacks that they've had in Cleveland. Think about the backup quarterback that they had in Cleveland at the end of training camp, and then they go ahead and, and, they, and then they traded him. He's the guy who right now is taking the league by storm, named Josh Dobbs. Now, I know hindsight is twenty twenty, but those are the kind of things you have to think through long and hard, man, because it's, just, it's like buying insurance. You hope you never need it, but you know you don't want to be caught without it. <laughs> and right now, they may have been caught without it, and it may cost it. And, Lewis, we know Deshaun Watson got the only guaranteed contract in NFL history, the $230 million. At what point do you think Cleveland will start getting buyer's remorse when it comes to that contract? <laughs> that's a great qu- question, Harry. I think that's something that you'd have to ask Jimmy Haslam because, honestly, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know how he how he thinks along. Look, I, I, well, let, let's just put it this way. Let me back up. Like, I probably would have had buyer's remorse immediately. First of all, I probably would have never done the deal as as such in terms of the way it was structured in the first place. Right. I think right now, like had they made the playoffs, there wouldn't have been any buyer's remorse, quite honestly, because this guy had, you know, what to go out and sign and to go out and negotiate a deal, unlike you know, of the likes of which no other owner would have done in the first place. So I don't really think buyer's remorse really factored into the equation with him, and I'm probably sh- pretty sure it doesn't factor into the equation with him now because it's almost like you get a uh, get out of jail free card, so to speak, when you're when that player who everyone is judging gets hurt and then they can't really. So then there's always just this. Well, we don't really know what he would have been in the second half of the year. So I don't, I don't think they have it yet. But now let 2024 roll around, and it's still not giving you the ROI, the return on investment that you want. Then, there, you know, even for a guy like Jimmy Haslam, it may wind up being something where he's going, damn, did I make the right move here? But we'll never know now. We'll never know what this team could have become in 2023 and whether or not Deshaun was just starting to hit his stride or not. We, we'll never know. So I think for a guy like Jimmy who signed this deal or negotiated this deal in the first place, Harry, Buyer's remorse ain't even a thing to him. Well, great stuff by Lewis Riddick, ESPN NFL front office insider, and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Lewis, staying with Deshaun Watson, a surgery that's going to take out him for the rest of the year. They say we'll yeah. be ready to go by training camp, but what does your gut tell you about the future of Deshaun Watson in terms of being a productive quarterback for the Cleveland Browns with three years left in their contract? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I'm sure I – don't, I don't know if it – was it – I'm sure they'll have the preeminent shoulder specialist in the country uh, take care of him. I mean, they'll spare no expense on the medical side. That should be a given no matter what. Anyway, Freddie, I mean, and especially when you're talking about a guy who who they invested, what they invested in him. So how it, how it all turns out as far as, you know, the um, range of motion, strength, velocity, quickness, longevity when it comes to, you know, his future – projection as far as still in the football is concerned your guess is as good as mine i think you just have to cross your fingers and hope that the medical people do what they do Deshaun does what he needs to do in terms of rehab and getting back on the field and then you know he's able to play you know pretty much injury free and not you know subject himself to the same kind of hits that led to this in the first place i mean there's, there's just so many factors right that you just don't know how they're going to play out for him but in terms of the things that they can control but if you're going to invest 230-plus in a guy in terms in millions, then you better invest every damn thing you can possibly think of to make sure that he has the best possible surgery, best possible care, reduces any risk of infection or anything going wrong with the rehab process, recovery and rehab process. 
and then make sure that he has everything around him that you can possibly put around him next year. Running back depth, wide receiver depth, continue to fortify the offensive line, play great, you know, in order to make this investment turn out. Because this is, I mean, injuries happen, man. So you're just hoping he does all the things that are necessary to get him back on the field so he can compete. And Lewis, I want to shift things to the New York Jets, who lost have to? their. <laughs> just, just for you, Freddie. <laughs> They've lost the last two games versus the Chargers and also the Raiders. But we just recently heard that they had a players-only meeting on Tuesday. How do you read into that? Oh, boy. Not one of those, huh? <laughs> you, know what, you know what's interesting, man? Like, I'm sure you know, you've, been, you've been a part of these and. I, I honest to God, man, used to roll my flipping eyes every time we had one. Because all they are is a big, you know, they're a big MF session about how pissed off we are, how we need to do this, people need to tighten up, and blah, 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 blah. But the Jets, the, the league, as you know, the, the league really is, but let, let's just say, you're not gonna you're not gonna get guys to all of a sudden lift more, play less video games, don't you know curtail their private life, all that. When you're talking about professionals, professionals kind of are who they are, and no players only meeting is gonna fix that. But when it comes to like whether or not players are really capable of locking in and doing the things necessary for three hours on a Sunday against the very best players in the world to the level where you're able to pull out some of these games and not come up on the short side of things, like a player's only meeting ain't going to fix that. It's just not. This is what's going on with the Jets. One of two things will fix what's going on with the Jets. Either one Aaron Rodgers does something that no one else in the history of Achilles surgeries has ever done, or two, they get to the offseason and fix it then in terms of roster construction. Because – like for us to think that all this now Zach Wilson he he had some moments mm-hmm. in the game against the Raiders where you're sitting there going is he turning the corner right is he doing the thing oh is that is that what we're going to see now but see those are the most dangerous players for coaches and general managers because just when you think oh, I got to give him another shot oh this is it and then you give it more time. Every single day, every single minute, more times than not, when you kind of like keep inching or rather pushing out that timeline, the closer you are to getting fired. That's what you are because you, you, you just keep getting pulled back in. You keep getting pulled back in. And a player's only meaning, yeah, there's other players on that team who need to do their part too. It's not just a Zach Wilson issue. There's protection issues. There's blocking issues. There's probably route adjustment issues. There's all kinds of things that every single player that we know, and we know how this works, that somebody can do something a little bit better that in the end could lead to you finding those extra inches, extra yards that make all the difference in the NFL. And it's not just that. I get that. A lot of times, like, these players only mean, like, I'm not all of a sudden going to leave that meeting and go home and go, well, you know what? Because we sat in there and we MF'd each other for 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, I'm all of a sudden now, I'm going to do things a little bit better. No, it, it, it's probably not going to work that way. It's probably not. And that's, that's just being real about it. They're not where they need to be yet. They don't have the pieces that they need to have yet. And one of the big reasons was that guy who does the Pat McAfee show every whatever day of the week he does and the guy who – Every time he moves, 
the world stops and trying to figure out whether or not he's going to come back. <laughs> that was the biggest, that was, that's about the only thing to me that could change everything. And I, you know what? I sure hope he's being smart and being careful. I really do. And I hope he doesn't try to do something that's going to cost him in the end. But in the end, it's his, it's his body. It's his career. But wow. No, I, I don't. I, I, at this point, when you're talking about November football in the NFL, yeah, it's, it's um, you're either fine tuning or quite honestly, people in your, in your building are starting to look towards the off season. It's one or the other right now. Yeah. You're fine tuning for that run. Well, you're looking towards the offseason about when's the senior bowl, when's the combine, how do we fix this team for next year? Great insight and great perspective, my man. Like we mentioned, he's an FOS friend of the show. He is Lewis Riddick, ESPN NFL front office inside. Also, does a great job of college football each and every week for ESPN. Hit him on Twitter at L Riddick ESPN, joining us here on Freddie and Harry. Lewis, always appreciate you, my friend. Say travels this week and enjoy the game you got for ESPN, okay? You got it. Thanks, guys. Uh, great stuff by Lewis. But you can wait anytime you want on Twitter. Harry's handle, HDouglas83. My handle at Coleman ESPN. And weigh in on what's something that you got into late that was worth the hype. For my man Harry, he's had plenty of things he got into late that were worth the hype. One particularly was for you, Harry, that you got uh-oh. into. Yeah, uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't want to say it, but he's going to. I'm going to make him say it right, me right eating now. That, me eating shrimp. There you go. He, he, Thanks he, to he, my beloved wife. That's right. His wife got him into it. My the, boo-boo. Yeah, Mrs., Mrs. Douglas, his boo-boo, got him into eating shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> so what was something that you got into late that was worth the hype? Let us know at 888-729-3776. Plus, who were the five worst teams in the NFL this weekend? And will one of them include the Atlanta Falcons? That's right, Harry's team. What? That's right. That's next on Freddie Harry on ESPN Radio. I'm appalled. (laughs) The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Known as the Wednesday Groovathon on call, Freddie and Harry. I am Freddie Coleman. He's Harry Douglas. Thanks for joining us on SiriusXM Channel 80. And I always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We're going to move the worst teams in the NFL for this week to 20 minutes from now because it's time for Y-O-U-U-U to let us know at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. On the Dr. Pepper call online, was something that you got into late that was worth the hype? For Harry, it was shrimp. The first time he had it, he liked it. His wife said, hey, honey, try this. He tried it. He's been a shrimp fan ever since. For me, it was getting on Twitter. The company made me, but once I got into it, <laughs> I was fine with it as far as that goes. So what it was something that you got into late that was worth the hype at 888-729-3776. Cruz in California, what was it, my friend? What's good, my man? Much love to you, Freddie. I miss you at night, but you guys are killing it appreciate in you. daytime in Southern California, man. I appreciate you. you guys. Appreciate you. Hey, and with that, on the top with Freddie. I mean, with Harry, that boy bad. Ah, there we go. Ooh. Tomorrow's the day, crew. That's right. Yep. Get up, no doubt. <laughs> hey, but being from Tallahassee, man, we fried everything and we ate everything. So we'll move out to Southern California. I got to say it's sushi. Okay. All right. So, all right. But hold on, Cruz. You stay right there. You said you from where? You from where? Tallahassee, my man. You the from- hill. So, so tell everybody the nickname of Tallahassee Cruz. Tell everybody Nick. You know nickname? Because my brother went to school down there. Well, that, ta- that Tallyho. Tallyho. That Tallyho, man. 
You know, we used to go to the moon on grown folks night. You had to have your hard bottoms on and your little button-up shirt crew. Talk to them. Hey, we used to leave the basketball court, go straight to the moon and get that stamp, and then head to the house and get that shower and come back. Yes, sir. And walk on and, and ready. Sometimes that'd be the best shower where you go play basketball, you get that shower, and then you head out for the night. Man, nothing beat that. When I was younger, <laughs> yes, nothing Lord. beat that. I like that crew. It's giving us a little backstory on T Town yeah, when it comes to Tallahassee. Yeah, some fun, had some fun down there. Yeah, yeah. Somehow, I, somehow, I would, I would, if anybody would have fun at a place where his brother went to school at, you would be that older brother. Have fun. Literally, used to drive ten hours from the University of Louisville just to go to Tallahassee really? for a day and a half. Man. Literally. Every time I had a break. That must have been some talent down at Florida State in Tallahassee. Yes, that's all I'm going to say about yes, that. That's a story for another day, <laughs> yes. Freddie. Yes, Lord. Right after this show's over. Wendell in Nebraska was something that you got into late that was worth the hype. First of all, I just want to say you guys should be the morning show and with Jay Will. That would have been kicking right there. Appreciate but that. For the morning show. Growing up, growing up, I was always, you know, the Funkel. Okay. I was always doing that. Uh-huh. And... I had kids late, man. I had a kid at 38 and a kid at 44. Okay. And they're just the greatest in the world. Now, the, now, do you have two boys or two girls or a boy and a girl, Wendell? Boy and a girl. Okay, wow. That's dope, man. That is completely dope. Because some people, if they have that mindset that kids aren't for them, Yeah. there's nothing you can say or nothing can be put in front of them that's going to change their mind. Wendell said, you know what? I don't want to be the Funkle anymore. I want to be... The fun dad. I guarantee he's probably a great dad. And you learn so much from kids, right? You learn mm-hmm. a lot about yourself. You learn about them. And then when their personalities start to form. Right. Uh, then especially when their personalities are complete opposites. Uh-huh. Oh, man, yeah. it's, 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 it's a great time in the household, I promise. The one thing I learned earlier about my daughter, Brianna, she had the ability to see things that I couldn't see. And we were driving somewhere. She goes, Daddy, can we go to Pizza Hut? I go, what brought that on? And she goes, up there, there was this blimp in the air that had the Pizza Hut logo on it. And she said, I want to go to Pizza Hut. I'm thinking, <laughs> you can see that and read at your age? It was fascinating that she was able to point that out at three years of age and to trigger, well, I want pizza. I want to go to Pizza Hut. And I saw that whole thing. That's that was, pretty cool. That, that's pretty cool, no doubt. Austin in California, what's something that you got into late that was worth the hype? Oh, man, appreciate it. You guys are doing awesome. And shout out to dads everywhere. I like that last minute that we just had. Shout out to dads. Mothers are great, but guess what? If you're a father, if you're the Funkel, get after it. Amen. Kids are awesome. Being a man present with children is what's up in life. Amen, okay. Austin. All right. So this is this is it for me, golf. So I was the guy that was about action, 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 whether it was sports or just getting out and doing fun things all the time. I clowned golf. My friends who played golf in high school, I thought that they didn't know anything about sports, and they just wanted to do something that was not tough. Mental toughness is everything in sports. And I thought people who played golf were just weak. They didn't want to be the linebacker, the strong safety. They didn't want to be the assassin that shot that three-point. Now I'm all about golf. Think about Tiger Woods. You don't think he's an assassin? Mental (laughs) toughness in sports is key, and I'm learning that golfers are just as tough as the guys who love to take hits and give hits. What do you think? Austin, California, I tried to take up golf when I was about 37 years of age. I gave it seven months. I did not have the mental capacity to deal with that. I could not agree with you more. Now, I'm good at golf. You give me a clown's mouth and a windmill. I'm I'm dastardly at miniature golf. Give me some tequila. (laughs) We're going to have a hell of a time out there on that golf course. I promise you that. I didn't do I didn't do some golf tournaments now. <laughs> Full of tequila? Yeah. How'd you shoot? 
terrible. Of course. <laughs> terrible tequila. I was seeing multiple greens. You wearing you wearing the black t shirt and the red the red shorts on the board? <laughs> you stop. You stop. Get, leave my basketball shorts alone, Dev. And Devin, notice he didn't deny it. No, no. I'm, I'm, so, so, so I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I've never worn this on a, on a golf course because okay. I don't. I don't want to go out there and embarrass myself either. Right. You don't. Look so like I've, a I've worn some not golf shoes, but some nice right. shoes and some slacks and my uh, shirt tucked in like okay. I know what the hell I'm doing. All right. But my putt game is is is, is on point. My okay. drive game though, yeah. Yeah. I'm shanking everything. Now, is your, now is this short game good? That's what I want to know. Yeah. I can make 30 more seconds. Feel like 30 more minutes. There you go. <laughs> your, stroke, your stroke's good? Yeah, yeah, don't, don't answer that. Don't Damn, answer that. Don't answer leave that. me alone. Please do. You leave please. me alone, Yeah, Damn. exactly. We're staying away from that here in Freddie and Harry. Harry Douglas, Freddie Cohen together. The Jets could not leave themselves alone by having a meeting on Tuesday. The problem with that is they did the same thing the Buffalo Bills did. We saw how that ended for Buffalo, and they played each other this week. That's next on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry podcast.